Okay, you good? Mm-hmm. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of It All Matters, a father and son podcast. I am your host, Sloan. This is my brilliant co-host. <laughs> Aiden. Your name? Oh, sorry. Got it. <laughs> you giggle, giggle munch over there today? Um, you like this? You yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so we're in our, our third episode. Again, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Um, uh, you know, all the positive feedback, we really appreciate it. Again, this is really for, for us to kind of have these conversations and share things with you guys. And hopefully that can provide some, you know, positive uh, energy for, for somebody out there. But um, we're just happy that, that we're able to share and, and do these things. So you ready to get started? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, what is, how was this week? This was the first full week back at school. How was it? It was good. Uh, I like all my classes and stuff. Yeah. Is what it, do you think about the first, since it's the first full week, like, and I'm, I mean, you're not like neck deep in schoolwork yet, but what do you think about like the workload, you think it's gonna be tough? I think it'll be challenging, but that's the reason I, I signed up for it. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're getting older, you know? The older you get, in theory, the more challenging the work is, right? Mm-hmm. I think you have to have a certain amount of credits to pass, for, um, what's it called? To finish college, like 20 something, I think, like 29. And from all the classes that I've done, by the end of the school year, um, if I pass all of the classes, um, I can. I'll have up to if I if I the bare minimum of passing, which I'm gonna get higher than that. But if I get the bare minimum of passing, I'd have about like six credits already. That's awesome. Yeah. And Going you, into high school, that's awesome. Yeah. Anything you can do to get, I mean, get ahead and and. It's like, you know. But you get. You know how I am with analogies, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bust out an analogy that probably doesn't make any damn sense, but I'm gonna do it anyways. <laughs> um, but like, you know, buying a house and renting an apartment. You buy a house, you have some. You're putting your money into something, right? Like, you're you're doing all this work for this house. You own it, and you're also gaining equity in it because you're it's not money you're going to it's going towards ownership of it whereas an apartment is the money you might as well just you know rip up the check and throw it in the trash can at the end of the the month yeah um now sometimes people don't want to own a house or they have a need that they have to be in an apartment or whatever so i don't mean it in a in a way like everybody should own a house i'm just saying where I was going with that was if you can do something to build something on the other side, try to do that. Like if you're doing uh, classes and it can count towards high school, then you're getting equity. You're getting ahead. You're the work you're putting in for one thing. You're going to get something on the other side of it. It's a win-win, right? Mm -hmm. That's freaking awesome. I love that. Um, But also if you get like, if you get an A in the class, um, ninety to a hundred, you is four credits. 
Yeah. So if you get like a 70, what is it? If you get like a 70, it's like one or two. Ooh. Yeah. Which is still a good amount, but... You want an A. Want, yeah. Um, you want to get your credit but, for it. But the reason that... Because it, you might be like thinking if you have... If you start off high school with like 15 credits because you got like all A's and did all the high school credit classes, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you just... Because you can... If you have a certain amount of credits, you can boost up. So... The, you have to have like like 18 credits to be a like a junior or something so if you have already that many credits you can boost up to that and if you have more than the certain amount you can graduate you, you can be finished with high school but the reason a lot of people stay in high school even, even after they have enough is because the more credits you have the higher chance you have to get into college true yeah but well, yeah, it helps. It just helps you because you get – it helps you with admissions and, you know, inspiration to keep going because, like, you might get through high school and you're like, I don't, I don't want to keep going to college or, you know what I mean, like keep going yeah. to school. But if, you, if you've already got 20-something credits stored away, well, you're like, I'm halfway through my, you know, second year already. Yeah. So screw this. I'm going to keep going. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's what I mean. It's, it's fuel to keep going. I learned that in my CCR class. It's college and career. CCR is college and career readiness, mm-hmm. and it's a mandatory one that everybody takes. And you just learn about like what you need to get, what you need to get into like college and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's and she told us and and she showed us that. Nice. Nice. What else? Uh, highlights from the week. Highlights. Well, you think about it, and, and we'll come back to that. <laughs> it, it's hard to be put on the spot. I know. Well, just it, you don't have to think about it as being put on the spot. It's just think of, like, anything that stood out this week, anything that was out of the ordinary, anything that was, like, you oh, know, I got sparked one. a thing in your head where you're like, this is going to be really cool. I'm going to like this. Kind of like what you just told me about the credits. Mm-hmm. I got the, I got, I, I got close, to, or a high average for my science map test because um, everybody was getting like a 218 or 224 or something on it because it was really hard, like really, really hard. And I got a 230 on it. Nice, dude. And when That's I, awesome. When I told people, they were like, there's no way. And I was like, I swear, and and I yeah, cause I got a I got two thirty on science. Yeah, that's cool. And science isn't even your favorite yeah. subject, but mm-hmm. it might be one of those things where you find out along the way after doing something, you're like, hey, it might not be my favorite, but I'm really good at it. But that doesn't mean that you have to go down that path of like, well, I'm gonna put all of my energy into science because like- I'm really good at it. You know what I mean? So you have yeah. to find a balance of what you're really good at and where you can excel, but also what you enjoy. get a balance of everything. You need to be competent and cognizant of everything that, that other subjects and other information that's out there. Yeah. Um, but that's that's interesting because I was I hated I hate like standardized tests like that. I hate it. Yeah. 
I um, I feel like I like science better when when I get into high school. Mm-hmm. You have like the dissecting dissecting the frogs and stuff, and you have all the little chemistry mm-hmm. things and stuff like that. Yep. It's a lot better than just like looking at a periodic table or something. Wait till you smell the frogs. They put them in formaldehyde. What's it's that? a like a preservative, and it keeps the frog from decomposing. And so you get it out, and it has this weird smell. Ugh. Yeah, I remember doing that. I'm excited for that. Um, I think I do it next year. Yeah, you do it quickly. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't done it in eighth grade, but you probably do it starting in as a freshman. Yeah, I've always been told it was in high ninth, school. Yeah, ninth, because I feel like there's a lot of mature stuff, but I feel like it'd just be like middle schoolers with frogs. I don't feel like it'll be. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. You guys will be throwing guts all over the dang place. Yeah, and like, like, they won't even be like doing what they're supposed to, and they'll just be like playing with it and stuff. Yeah, or like jiggling it and stuff like that. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know what I want to talk about? What? Like for our our content topic, I was thinking of talking about the idea of. This is something that I came across and, and thought about earlier in the week. There's always something that, that happens during the week or uh, something I read or it really something I really it really resonates with me or something, you know what I mean? It hits at that strikes a, a chord at that time. Um but the idea of like being kind to yourself. Like the idea of not being so hard on yourself and how important that is like we talk about it all the time like with baseball or any sport for that matter you make a bad play you you keep you you get right back up and you keep going as hard as you can right it in golf right when i'm playing golf on the course each shot is a new shot why if you let yourself get in your head and let that get the best of you, it will completely destroy the rest of that game for sure. And and, it has the potential to destroy future games if you keep letting it fester and and can't control that mentality and that mental space. So, But it boils down to, it's a couple of different things. It's the idea of kindness. And the idea of, like, you have to start with being kind with to yourself first. And then I think... The kinder you are to yourself and realize, really, you're not perfect and it's okay to make a mistake, the quicker you realize that and the more you you heed that advice, you become a brighter light for other people. You're able to spread kindness to other people faster. Uh, you have more opportunity for it. It's more genuine and authentic because it comes from a real place. It's not a facade. It's not an act. I'm passionate about this, if you can't tell, right? (laughs) You know when I'm passionate about something. But, and then I just started thinking about it and how this boils down to the day-to-day. And it's like, like last week when I told you I had a bad day and I got in my head on something and and then I was like, dude, you know, crap happens. (laughs) I almost did a bleep, didn't I? Yeah. Um... (laughs) Um, crap happens and you have to, you have to accept it. You have to accept everything. 
have zero expectations, accept everything, have self-awareness, know what you're good at, know what you're not good at, and be okay with making mistakes. Be okay with not being understood by everybody. You're not going to be. And instead of trying to change people or make them see it another way or, or, and then, you know, worst off is quit beating yourself up over things that you think other people are thinking or that you think you did wrong or whatever. And even if you did miss that ball or you missed that grounder, or you didn't get the guy out at first, that's fine. You, but you, the key though, where I'm going with this is you can't let that derail you. You have to keep going and you have to keep going like that never happened. You literally have to pick yourself up off the ground and keep going like it never happened. Because I'm telling you, what you do on the other side of those mistakes or th- negative thoughts or crap that bleeds into this this noggin where you're like, oh God, I'm... I screwed up on this. I, I'm I'm a failure. This negative self-talk that we do to ourselves is a downward spiral. <laughs> <laughs> so so let me shut up so you can start talking. Um, <laughs> what um <laughs> what do you think about that? I I agree. With, the, with all of it, but I agree with the, if you're kind to yourself, you spread kindness better. Like, if you're playing baseball and stuff, and you just struck out or something, and and you're getting all down on yourself, you're not going to be going into the dugout and being, like, positive and stuff. You're going to go in and, like, throw your helmet down or go in the corner or something, and just, or just sit down and just, like, not talk at all. Um. And, but if you're, but if let's say, if you're kind to yourself and you and you strike strike out and you're like, hey, it's okay, you'll get it next time. Um, you'll walk in and you'll be like, you'll be like, you'll be like, you'll motivate others and stuff like, like mm-hmm. you'll be like, we got it, team and stuff and stuff like that. And like, and if if you're kind to more people, if you're kind to people, people will be kind to you. Mm-hmm. I know. There's only a few people that are just mean. That if no matter how many but, yeah, times you'll be kind to them, some people are just be mean. But if you show kindness to some people, most people, if you show kindness to most people, they'll be kind back to you. And sometimes when you do that, as hard as it may be for you in that moment, you actually can turn somebody else's day around. Like maybe they are that grumpy ass or something, and you you completely make stop them in their tracks and you're like you you make them think hey i don't have to be this way i I can be okay i can be kind right yes what bailey no i know i know (laughs) i hear um but so and another thing like what you were talking about i love what the the reference of going into the dugout because you it's one thing you can still be kind to yourself and still get down for a second of Hey, it's good to be like that. Like, yeah, like I should have, like, I missed, I'm, I struck out. Okay, like you have your moment when you're walking to the dugout, you know, quickly you're walking back and you, you're processing everything. But the minute you step in there and that other person's coming out to go, is going to be on deck, 
You're like, hey, dude, you got it. Yeah, Sam, go crush it, dude. You got this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you put someone else above where what you were feeling, and that is a sign of somebody that has is a true leader, you know, and can put others before themselves, and um, and that in energy and 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 um, you know, mojo is infectious. And conversely, if it's a negative mojo, it's that's infectious. Yeah, if you go up and be like, hey, if you're mad, if you strike out and the other guy's coming out of the dugout and you're like, there's no, there's no way you can you can get this. This guy throws so fast and stuff. They're going to be nervous. And yeah, you gonna, just set them up for failure. Now yeah. they're in their head thinking, oh, I gosh, can't do this. this. Guy's so fast. This guy's throwing so fast. I'm not going to, I'm going to strike out and embarrass myself. And then, yep. And then, Isn't that crazy how something that small can completely derail somebody? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's psychologically proven that that type of interference, you know, like a, a, a penalty kick for, you know, in soccer and how they do certain things like the kicker will, you know, look this way even though they're they're kicking that way. I mean just little things like that, but even subtle negative cues if it's if there's verbal can completely derail somebody. Yeah. I have another example. And look, here's the deal. Even if you think that that it's not possible, like even if you you're like, "Okay, this is the best pitcher I've ever seen. This guy should be pitching in 17U if that's even a thing, right? Like, yeah, and you're and, and, and like so fast, got all the curves, the sliders, whatever. You don't go tell the next person on deck that you go with that energy, and you're like, even you though you might it. be thinking, you're like, dude, g- you got this. Good luck. Yep. What was your other example? Oh, another example is a quarterback. Let's say. You're a quarterback, and you say hut, and and then you you run, and you're in the middle of a game, and it's an intense game and stuff, and you throw the ball, and it's just a terrible pass. I mean, like the spiral's messed up, and it just hits the floor. It hits like the players the that you're throwing to his feet. Mm-hmm. If some people that that let themselves get mad at themselves like that, they'll get they'll be they'll come to the huddle and stuff for the next play and be like. Uh, and just like be quiet, and they're not going to be ready. But then the people that are uh, that motivate themselves and stuff after something bad happens, they'll be like they'll be ready, and they'll be talking loud, and they'll be like, "Let's go!" and and they'll be like, "Ready, break!" and they'll clap and everything, mm-hmm. because the other person would be like, just ready and be like, "Blah blah blah." Um, this is the playbook thing. Yeah, just thinking blah, blah, about blah. himself. And yep. The, yep. Ready, break. And and then they're going to get up and they're going to be wobbling and they'll be like this and they'll be like hunting stuff. But the people that are motivated, they're going to they're gonna hop up. They're going to be like blah, 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 blah. Right open 50 flop. Mm-hmm. Uh, ready, break. And then they're going to go over there and they're going to hop. They're going to hustle over to mm-hmm. their spot. And yeah. They're going to move on to the next play because every play is a new play. Mm-hmm. Every play is a new opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't remember who it was, but I was watching one of the tournaments over the last couple of days, and the guy said, the reporter asked him, 
he was playing terribly on this one hole. He had a good lead, and he, he ended up losing the lead. But he he uh, I can't remember who that was. But the reporter said, "Hey, you know, what are you thinking about in that moment on that hole? Basically, that cost him the lead." And he said, "Every shot is a new opportunity to turn it around. Like literally, you can turn it around." He said this verbatim. He said, "You can turn it around with one shot." All it takes. You could hole out from 130 yards and get an albatross eagle. You could knock two strokes off your, if it's a par four. You turn right around and knock two stroke two strokes off. So you let's say you double bogeyed that the hole before. You turn right around and do that. Well, you're you're even again. Yeah, we're talking about golf, by the way. Because you were talking about you said the tournaments and stuff, and maybe they don't know. Oh, I thought I said golf. Anyhow, yeah, but well, I said double bogey and stuff, but. What do people don't know what that is? Well, there's a lot of people that don't know what golf is about golf. True, but we're not. I'm not here to explain everything. We're <laughs> we're gonna we're just talking. It's more about the the message than anything. But anyhow, I'm with you. Um, thanks for for helping me out there. Um, but you like that? Yeah. Okay. Like you know, be kind to yourself first, and then and then be kind. Share that kindness brighten someone else's day but brighten your own day right take care of yourself first take care of take care of this up here and and no value being misunderstood at times because you're not going to be understood by everybody it's just that simple and and for me it that's very important to me is is that understanding that and then being able to rationalize how I can be kinder to myself because I'm going to make mistakes and I do. And then how can I improve on those mistakes and how can I, I keep working on myself and continue to radiate outwards and hopefully brighten somebody else else's day eventually. And at the end of the day, it's a lot of days, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of days in there, but um, and I guess I'm gonna say another one. At the end of the day, um, <laughs> okay. The the um, every day is a new day, and I it's just one of those things where it's just it's not guaranteed, right? Let it out. It's the end of the day, man. It's been a long week, right? Yeah. I hear you. Um, but every day is not every day is a new day. You're not you're not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not guaranteed another minute. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. Live it to live life to the fullest. And it starts with being kind. It starts with having zero expectations, but but accepting everything and being able to recognize areas that that you can improve on and that you're good at and where you can help others. And I think if you do that, you're you're winning. Yep. What do you got? Close oh, it out for us. One more thing about the like the motivating others and stuff is that just if you motivate some if you're what's it called? If you're like good up here and stuff about like going on to the next whatever and you you'll be like Like you're 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 headstrong. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you and you don't even have to the other person that you motivated doesn't even have to or you don't even have to say anything to them, to other people around you, and it'll still, like, 
boost their confidence and motivate them. Like if you, let's say you strike out and then you're walking to the dugout and the other guy's walking up that was practicing his swings and you go, hey, you, you got it. I believe in you. And the guy goes and he's super motivated and he's working and he's like focusing on his form and stuff and he hits uh, straight up the gap, double, then everybody in the dugout is going to go crazy over that, and then they're going to be motivated for their at-bat. Exactly. So they, so they can, because they, they want to hit it too, and they're motivated and stuff because everybody's happy and stuff. It's it's infectious. I mean, it's infectious. In the workplace, like a toxic team member can destroy a team. The the – the, the the idea of you've heard the saying one bad apple spoils the bunch same thing there like literally in a team dynamic it's infectious and just being positive and 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 being that source of light even when it might seem it like it's dim for you is the most important thing mm-hmm. love you buddy love you too thanks guys we're out of here <laughs>